Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. So this week in the Tech Night Owl Live, we welcome back Adam Inks to Tidbits. And he's going to be busy with lots of interesting stuff. A little bit later, Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm going to ask him if he still maintains that the next Mac Pro is going to include one of Apple's A-series chips and not an Intel Xeon. All this and more on the Tech Night Out Live. Now, Adam, welcome back to the show. We're always, we've had you on here for like 45 years already on the show. <laughs> it, seems like, it seems like just yesterday. It seems like 60, but I don't want to count. Seriously, <laughs> it sounds like deja vu all over again, which is actually a song that John Fogarty sang once, but it was about war. Corel Draw comes back to the Mac. Again? What's going on? <laughs> Oh, man, it is hard to keep track of Corel. What's funny about Corel is I, we're writing this up. They've announced, just to clarify, they've announced that Corel Draw Graphics Suite 2019 is now available for the Mac, and it's a full vector drawing program, Corel Draw, a photo editing program called Photo Paint, and a font manager, I think. But yeah, you're right. We keep hearing about Corel every, I don't know, five, ten years, something like that. They, they can't stay away, but they also can't really stick around. Well, I, you know, have forgotten for the moment that Corel Draw, that the company was even still around because you hear so little from them. But from what you're telling me, it's going to replace Illustrator and Photoshop. What else in terms of capability? So I was kind of shocked by this as well, that Corel is a big, big company nowadays, but Windows only pretty much, which is partly why we don't hear about them. But they also own WordPerfect. They own WinZip, so a bunch of stuff that's big on the Windows side. And I think get the impression that, you know, CorelDRAW and, and PhotoPane and whatnot are a big deal on the Windows side. So I, I think it's just that they have been out of our sphere for quite some time. And so coming back, yeah, I was I was surprised. I was like, oh, really? Corel's still around? I go look and like, wow, Corel's still around and they're big. Who knew? Word perfect. Hmm. Yeah, remember WordPerfect? I liked WordPerfect back in the day. Now, the interesting thing about that is WordPerfect seemed more aggressive about getting on the Mac platform, but even on the Windows platform, Office is so ubiquitous, and Microsoft's new scheme where it's available on all platforms where the Mac and Windows version were announced at the same time, they're trying to get feature parity as much as possible, if not all the apps. Microsoft clearly doesn't care what platform you use as long as you pay them money. (laughs) And I just thought at this point, who is going to compete with Office? Well, apparently WordPerfect Office is still around. Who knew? Uh, I have absolutely no sense of who uses it. I've never heard of anyone using it. Uh, in, literally in the last 20 years. So I'm as flabbergasted as, as everyone else. But it is one of those things where once you start getting into the Windows enterprise world, which is really what we're talking here, it's not the sort of place where you, I mean, stuff doesn't get out, right? It's different. It's its own space. And we're not going to hear about it, particularly in the Apple world, particularly more in the, the consumer and, and small office space. Significantly, of course, Macs are being used more and more in offices like IBM, so maybe that's a factor. 
You know, that may be. What we're seeing with IBM and um, SAS and some other really big, big companies is that they've discovered that most of what they do is really not platform specific. And so as a result, they've developed what are called user choice programs, where they basically say to every given employee, pick the computer you want. And we will make sure that you have the software you need to do the jobs, job that you do. What they've found whenever I'd have to go back and look at the exact numbers, but it's a very significant percentage of people when given the choice in these companies choose Macs. That's been tremendously helpful for Apple and I think really has raised the profile of Apple within the enterprise community. Okay, so when will this first version be available? I get the impression that it's available now. I mean, quite shockingly, let's see. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can you can buy it now, and there's even something in the App Store. Um, and so you can get either the full graphics suite from Corel directly, or you can go to the Mac App Store and get just Corel Draw itself. Now, it is worth noting that you, you, you pointed out earlier that these things, you know, are sort of like Illustrator and Photoshop and whatnot. And we're not talking cheap software here. So the Corel Draw full suite, graphic suite is $499 for a perpetual license, or you can subscribe to it for 200 bucks a year. So uh, it's cheaper than Adobe Creative Cloud by a good bit, but nonetheless, uh, it's still fairly expensive when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I don't have a, a sense of how it compares to Illustrator, or frankly, how it compares to much, much less expensive software on the Mac, like Affinity Designer, which is another Illustrator competitor. So, or, or Pixelmator, for instance, of a Photoshop clone, those are more like in the $50 range. So you're talking 500 bucks for this software, which is not cheap, but you can get a perpetual license. You don't have to subscribe to it like you do with Creative Cloud. Okay, from the App Store. Revel in a true Mac OS graphic design experience with a free two-week trial. <laughs> I guess it's an in-app order. So yeah. after, two, after two weeks, you can place your order or not. It's what we call an in-app purchase. So the key here is that it's available in the App Store. Office, Microsoft Office is going to be available in the App Store eventually, if it's not now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Office Office actually comes and goes. I'd have to actually have to look. I wouldn't say it comes and goes. They, uh, Microsoft has done different things, and it's been an issue at various times. But uh, let's see. Results for Excel. Yes, indeed. Microsoft Excel. And free with in-app purchases. So it's pretty much the same kind of thing. So yeah, really what, you're, what you, I think you're getting in a lot of these cases is Office 365, which is Microsoft's subscription system um, for the entire Office suite, which is you know, not a terrible deal. It's saying uh, $69 for personal and $99 a year for the uh, family or Office version. So, you know, not a terrible, not a terrible price there, but, uh, you know, Adobe's Creative Cloud at $53 a month really adds up. Um, so, you know, people who are starting to become a little subscription shy have, uh, have taken note of all of these kinds of things. I was just looking here. So you get a 30-day free trial from the App Store from Microsoft Office. Now, for, what is it, $9.99 a month, you get five user licenses for Mac PC and then licenses for mobile platforms. And each of the five accounts gives you a terabyte of online storage. Yes. So if forget the office, get the storage. A terab <laughs> five terabyte licenses for nine ninety nine. Man. 
That's yeah. That's not roughly what you'll be paying Dropbox for one account for as nine ninety nine a month. So, and you can get it for ninety nine dollars a year. Which some companies are good about this. So actually, Apple is not, for instance, where you can pay Apple nine ninety month nine ninety nine a month. And I think you'll get two terabytes on iCloud. I have to, I'd have to double check that. But you can't pay for it by the year, which is actually annoying for a lot of people who just want to say. Uh, take my money and don't bother me every month on my credit card statement. So, you know, it is, it is, and it's often you get a discount if you pay up front because then the company gets the money. So it's a little frustrating um, when there aren't, aren't choices in that regard. But you can get like Apple Care for your iPhone or iPad, pay yeah. a monthly fee. And that might be a better way because the mobile companies are already charging you more than Apple does. And I've seen the way it works. I think you have 60 days after you buy the device to get your Apple Care. They will, based on your information, actually physically probe the device online to confirm it's fully operational, that it is what you claim it is. And if it is, Without having to go anywhere, which you used to do, they give you Apple Care. You pay monthly. If you don't pay, you don't have it anymore. That might be easier for some people who don't have over a hundred bucks spare, which can be difficult for some. We've got Adam Inks of Tidbits. We've got so much more to come, including something about Spotify and Apple on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product, Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637.
This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Okay. So Corel draws available, office available from the App Store. I'm waiting for Adobe Creative Cloud and Quark Express from there. But let's look at some other topics here. There's some kind of dispute or something involving Spotify and <laughs> Apple. What's going on? Yeah, a couple of days ago, Spotify put up this website called Time to Play Fair. And they sort of outline their complaints with how Apple's App Store policies have, in Spotify's mind, um, been pretty much, frankly, anti-competitive. So, you know, Spotify says that Apple is not treating Apple Music the same way it is Spotify's service in terms of charging for things and complaining about the App Store policies and approval issues and things like that. The, the Time to Play Fair site is sort of the consumer side of this. It's meant just for people to see. But this is actually coupled with a complaint to the European Commission. So Spotify is, in fact, filing a, essentially filing an antitrust lawsuit against Apple. And so we'll see what the European Commission does with this. But they have been relatively you know, concerned about the tech giants. So it is entirely likely they'll be looking into this quite seriously. Now, that was interesting enough in its own right a couple of days ago. But then today, Apple comes out with its response to Spotify, which 
is not as successful as a lot of Apple. You know, Apple doesn't very often have these big public pronouncements um, where they go into some topic. But usually those are relatively cogent and, and well done. This one's a little funny that way. It doesn't seem to really address many of Spotify's complaints, and it glosses over a lot of the concerns, frankly, that many developers have with the App Store. There's been a bit of a backlash against Apple's response from from Apple developers who they may not think that Spotify is 100% correct, but they do believe that Apple is also distinctly in the wrong here. Okay, so what specifically is Spotify expecting Apple to do? And remember, they've already got Amazon Prime, I guess, in there, right? They've also got... Yeah, so... They've got Netflix in there. And Netflix set up where you no longer do an in-app subscription. You simply download the app from the App Store and go to Netflix site, set up your payment. So Apple doesn't get their cut. There you right. go. And so Spotify is saying that, that uh, Apple's cut is, for one, not always 100% evenly applied. So, for instance, if you do use Uber or Lyft, they don't pay Apple 30%. And Apple claims that this is because that's somehow physical goods. I mean, it does intersect with the real world, but it's not quite clear why it should be different. So Spotify is complaining that, that Apple's not treating everyone the same. The other thing is, is, you know, quite simply, Apple Music um, ends up being, you know, Apple has basically priced it cheaper because Apple is not charging themselves 30% to, for the Apple Music fees. So Spotify, in essence, has to pay more due to this. Now, the other big thing that Spotify is complaining about, again, is just sort of the App Store rules changing a lot. So one of the things that's, that Apple says is, okay, you can't have your own payment system within an, with an app. You, first of all, you can't do this at all. Secondly, they change it, and you've got to do it with in-app purchase. Not only do you have to do it with an in-app purchase, you're not even allowed to talk about the fact or link to the fact that you have this outside payment system. So Apple is just sort of continually adjusting the rules for the App Store in ways that make it harder for companies to compete with Apple and basically to not pay Apple a 30%. I don't think people necessarily believe that it should be free, but 30% is an awful lot. Um, You won't pay 30% payment processing fees anywhere else in the world before Apple started this. Right. Apple is, of course, hosting this capability through the App Store, through their network. I think maybe they should bring down the price for developers. Of course, Apple says the service is provided otherwise free. They deserve a cut. But Spotify can do what Netflix does. They can offer the app. Do you want to subscribe? Go online. Because there is a free version of Spotify where you don't need to pay for it. Well, and that's exactly what they do. The problem is, is that if you're Spotify um, and you want to be able to have any kind of encouraging of your free users to subscribe, Apple rejects the app. So what Apple's saying is, is that not only do you have to do this entirely outside the App Store, you can't even mention that it exists, and you certainly can't link to it. You know, I said, it's one of those things, uh, I've dealt with Apple in this way when we were doing the Take Control books. So we would submit a book, and they would reject a book to the iBookstore um, at the time. Now it's called Apple Books. Um, They would reject a book because I had put a link in to Amazon. 
And I would go and, you know, I'd go, I was like, I'm like to Amazon. Oh, okay. So I'd go look through it. The link to Amazon was usually something like in the author's bio at the end of the book, linking to one of their previous titles. I was just, I mean, I actually pushed back hard on Apple a couple of times because the books that were in question were not even available on the iBookstore. And it was just truly offensive to be told what I could put in my book. And then first of all, in this case, there wasn't really even the same kind of rules. It's a book. You don't get to tell me what I can write in my book. I have some sympathy with Spotify here because I find that level of control freakery on Apple's part to just be unacceptable. I take it Apple said no? (laughs) To which? To the issue about the link to... So I, I usually made enough of a stink um, that they, they caved because I basically said, I'm going to publicize the hell out of this and uh, because it is unacceptable for you to do this. And it wasn't like I was trying to take money away from the iBookstore or anything like that. It was simply, this is the only place this book can be purchased. It's out of print, for God's sakes. Amazon has used copies. It was one of those things where it wasn't like I was putting a book in the iBookstore that was nothing but links to Amazon. I don't know. It's just It was just complete unnecessary nonsense. And no one but Apple ever does that kind of crud. Well, the Worldwide Developers Conference is happening the first week of June. And maybe developers should be sitting on Apple and saying, you know what? We understand you want to have a safe environment, but sometimes things are excessive. You have enough money that you can allow a link to Amazon or somewhere else and not feel you're losing money or favoring a a competitor. I guess that's part of it. So much of Apple's behavior really doesn't feel like the kind of thing that should be happening from a company that has this much money. There's such a thing as being kind and generous and not playing hardball and, you know, getting as much out of the other guy at every moment as you can. And that's just the way it feels like Apple tends to see the world. To an extent, it's one thing with Spotify. Spotify is still a big company. But Apple does this to everybody. They do this to, you know, one-person development shops who are just trying to get their app out. Let's stop that here, and we'll go to the next segment. More to come with Adam Inkst. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books.
Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. In Christchurch, New Zealand, 50 people were killed and 50 more hurt in two mass murders at two mosques. There's word of one worshiper who took action. There is one man who was inside the mosque of the second attack, and he decided to act. He acted in a number of ways, trying to draw the gunman's fire on himself, trying to lure the gunman out of the mosque into the parking lot, and at one point was even able to pick up one of the gunman's discarded guns and throw it through his windshield. The suspect, 28-year-old Brenton Tarrant, published a long manifesto online and the murder were live-streamed on Facebook. President Trump issued his first veto. It came on a measure blocking his emergency declaration at the southern border. Democrats plan to hold a vote March 26th to override the veto. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaruth, the capitalist evangelist. I'm here to introduce you to a special company with the potential to be one of the great all-American stories. Fortum Resources is a publicly traded, diversified, natural resource company with oil, gas, and mining properties in North America and internationally. Fortum is led by Chairman Mark Bruner, the legendary oil man who built Ultra Petroleum from a 15-cent stock to $200 per share, creating $15 billion in shareholder profits. Mark has 30 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, overseeing contracts with Halliburton, ExxonMobil, and Hess. Fordham has over 350,000 acres of oil and gas resources, and more than half the acreage has been evaluated by world-renowned auditors Deloitte Touche. Fordham also owns the rights to the 180-square-mile City of Gold mining property. Fordham is traded on two global exchanges, U.S. ticker symbol FTMR. Repeat, FTMR. This is a rare ground floor opportunity. To capitalize on a proven energy industry legend, please visit FordhamResources.com. That's Fordham, F-O-R-T-E-M, Resources.com. This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens, and we're proud to promote amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Visit GCNLife.com for products like Luminesce. The Luminesce Anti-Aging Skincare Line restores youthful vitality and radiance to your skin, reducing the appearances of fine lines and wrinkles with stem cell technology. There's also Instantly Ageless, which works within two minutes, reducing under-eye bags, fine lines, wrinkles, and pores. Jeunesse has products to help you with how you look and feel in a very short time. Noble-nominated Dr. Vincent Jampapa has designed several products helping the body perform better. Jeunesse products have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and they're available up to a 25% preferred price discount. See all of the amazing Jeunesse products at GCNLife.com or call toll-free 1-844-443-6637. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next.
so Adam Angst is talking about developer angst. I'm sorry. I know he's never going to come on the show. Way too, open. Way too easy a joke. It <laughs> is, the but time. the point being, it's true. So, yeah. So basically, you know, it's a situation where Apple in some way, and I mean, there's actually an interesting criticism here because Spotify is saying Apple is is you know is treating them badly, and you know, and they're and they're a relatively large company, but you know, when the developers piled on to Apple's response, they were saying, "Hey, Apple actually is in some ways ecumenical. They actually treat everybody badly." And, you know, that's what feels troubling when it comes from such a powerful company, that there's a certain level of you don't have to be playing hardball at all times. And, you know, Apple will do nice things here and there. Oh, you know, at Worldwide Developer Conference, for instance, you can bring your kid. They have childcare, uh, limited number of slots for, you know, children 12 and under. And that's kind of cool. You know, I mean, it's a that's a nice thing, but they could also not harass small developers about annoying little app store rejection issues. Every time this happens, a big fuss is made in the media, and usually Apple backs down or, you know, something has changed and it all goes away. But wouldn't it be nice if Apple just didn't have to be slapped in the media every time they do something? Well, you know, I would think here the best way to do it is at a public appearance by Tim Cook. Somebody give him the famous NCIS slap in the head. Hey, wake up, buddy. This is what's going on. I can't think he's a heartless individual, not in the way he's put himself in the public arena. And if someone sat him down and went through all this, because remember, he's a little bit distant from all the things. He doesn't micromanage the way Steve Jobs did. I think if you told Jobs and he agreed with you, he would have it happen in three hours. But someone like a Tim Cook... He first has to go to his vice presidents and managers in charge of this and say, you know what, can't we set up something? Because it's not easy. There's a lot of, I guess, automation in the process. It's not a physical person looking at every aspect of an app. They've got to work with a system. Otherwise, they'd get nothing done. One never knows. And I sort of have to assume that a lot of these things over the years have made it to Tim Cook. But the fact they keep happening and, you know, and I mean, one of the other things that's in this whole Apple response to Spotify is Apple somewhat goes on a so weird tangent and starts criticizing Spotify for not being nice to artists. And it's true. All the all the streaming services are a little mean to the artists um, in terms of payments and things like that. But, you know, this is the same Apple that when they launched Apple Music, going to pay artists royalties for the because the first three months were free. And it wasn't until Taylor Swift, of all people, goes ballistic that Apple changes their mind and suddenly says, oh, yes, we'll pay royalties on this. You know, again, company making multi-billion dollar profits has to be, you know, shamed into paying profits when they do a free trial of their music service. Uh, paying royalties. And then again, just recently, they had this our shot on iPhone contest. And, you know, and they were going to, you know, use these, the, the top 10 images and all their marketing stuff and on billboards and whatnot. And at first they were like, yeah, we're not going to pay for this. You know, we're going to choose your image and, you know, maybe we'll give you credit kind of thing. And again, huge outrage. And a few days later, Apple changes changes direction and says, "Oh yes, we will pay you." Why is that? Why is that necessary? 
why can't they just say, we have more money than God, we can afford to spread a little around? Just, yeah, just irritating. Well, in saying that, we might as well look at the money in the hands of the Walton family for Walmart. If they gave away a tiny if they gave away a tiny fraction of their money to give raises to the people working at Walmart, five dollars an hour more, every single one, they really wouldn't lose that much money because they keep it in interest bearing accounts. Just think about it. Imagine what a place Walmart would be to work instead of paying low end salaries where some people actually have to get food stamps. And housing subsidies to be able to feed their families, $5 more an hour won't put them in easy street, but look at the money they have in their hands. As I said, I, it's one of those things. And I, yeah, Walmart is very, very much the same kind of thing. And I've, I've actually heard that a number of times. And like they play hardball with suppliers like crazy too. Um, that's how they get the low prices. Um, and I'm all for, you know, People should be allowed to, you know, companies should be allowed to make profits, and there's no no inherent thing, nothing wrong with that. But it does feel as though when you're on top of the world, like Apple and Walmart are, you can afford to be a little bit nicer. Wouldn't hurt you. In the end, though, Apple pays more for streaming than other companies to the artists. It does. That's what I heard, right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my understanding is is that there the there was what is the Music Modernization Act. I thought that basically there was it was set to be you know a, a uniform payment a schedule for all of these services. Right, and the other companies complained. Apple did not, and touted the yeah, fact that they pay yeah, more. That's what they did. They touted the fact that they pay more <laughs> for artists than these other companies. Uh, I don't know what the numbers are, so I can't comment on that. Leave it be. Okay. Enough for Spotify. I guess they'll work it out. And people who hate Apple can just get the Spotify app and go and pay it at Spotify. That's it. Fine. Okay. Before we get to Apple's March 25th media event... Facebook promises encrypted messages. (laughs) Now, this is the Facebook controversy of the day. You know, every other episode we talk about Facebook, the Facebook follies, things happening. Now, to be specific, they own WhatsApp. WhatsApp has end-to-end encryption, but Facebook Messenger does not. Yeah, that's my understanding. And just in general, I mean... uh... I think the there's a number of places where messaging is is a big deal, and and it's all quite separate right now within Facebook. Um, and uh, mostly, what what Facebook's doing is here is the, to be step back just a little bit. This whole thing came from a post that Mark Zuckerberg made. Um, it's this huge, you know, thirty five hundred word post or something explaining how how Facebook is. You know, they see the problems with privacy and they're going to solve it with end to end encryption and messaging. And what's interesting is when you read this, you realize that he's talking entirely about new stuff that will be added on top of messaging, which is quite separate from what Zuckerberg calls public social networking. In essence, then, he's just saying that when you use Facebook Messenger, Facebook isn't going to be able to trivially read what you write, which they can do now. And 
the and presumably Facebook you know, reads what you write and then feeds you ads and uses it as, as, as part of the way of targeting you and everyone else that, that uh, they have on Facebook. So nothing is going to change with basic use of Facebook. There's real basically just not mentioned. And the idea that this end-to-end encryption will, will take place will mean that you won't have to worry on a general basis about Facebook listening in on this or anyone else being able to. However, because Facebook will retain the keys, the encryption keys, like all other online services, if law enforcement goes to Facebook with a subpoena, um, then Facebook will have to decrypt that information. They will have it. They just won't necessarily be able to decrypt it easily. And so it's... I mean, it's good. There's no, I mean, don't get me wrong. More encryption is generally a good thing, but uh, it's not ideal either. Got to read the fine print like you do on various offers from services and terms of service and all that. Adam Inks, the tidbits, Gene Steinberger, the Tech Night Owl Live. More to come. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264 
Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So I don't know, Facebook is beginning to bore me. My perception (laughs) is that Facebook may not be terribly safe. They are grabbing your information in any way they can get away with until they're caught. Then they will do whatever is necessary to get uncaught. The minimum necessary to go on. Now, eventually, something's got to give. I mean, the only way Facebook will really suffer for this is if people quit Facebook in large numbers. And that's not going to happen because so many people are invested in the service. Yep. No, it's a real problem. Uh, I think one of the things that may happen that could put a dent in in some of this is if there was actual criminal wrongdoing. So there has been actually uh, uh, criminal charges filed against Facebook. One of the systems where they had, they were actually sharing data with other companies in violation of what they had said they would do. So it could be interesting to see what happens with that. The other thing I think that could take Facebook down a notch is a certain level of government regulation. I mean, some of the Spotify stuff was highlighted by the fact that Senator Elizabeth Warren, who is going to be running for the Democratic presidential candidacy, had a big proposal to break up 
some of the tech giants, including Facebook and Google. And if these companies continue to, frankly, just abuse people, uh, at some point, the government is going to take a really dim view of this and bad stuff could happen. So, you know, whether or not a simple antitrust-like breakup is the right answer is something that's not quite clear, but there are definitely problems brewing for big tech uh, in, in the government. That's Senator Elizabeth Warren, who is basically touted consumer issues through a lot of yeah. her career. And the other thing is she also wants to break up Apple so the App Store is separate from the company. Yeah, I mean, that's what's that's where this whole some of the Spotify stuff uh, becomes a little interesting. It's not quite clear to me that that makes sense in the same way as some of the other things. Um, there are a few instances, such as Apple Music and Spotify, where it does seem as though the App Store is, in essence, preferring Apple over everything else. But pretty much all the other Apple apps uh, in the App Store. There's this sense that they're bun- you know they're built in. They sort of you you need Safari on your iPhone to be for it to be able to work. It wouldn't make sense to get an iPhone that didn't have any Apple apps on it, and to say that oh these apps have to be somehow separate uh, separate and sold through the App Store and you know compete on on the, on a fair playing field. It's not quite clear that works with the way the you know iOS is really set up. When you set up an Android phone, there are Google apps that come with the package. Yes, although it, it changes in different parts of the world because Google has, in fact, been found, of, found guilty of some of that kind of tying. And also with Android phones, they come from other companies, whereas uh, iPhones only come from Apple. So I think what's mostly interesting is the fact that all of these companies are seen as being problematic now. They used to be the golden children of, you know, of the of the uh, American industrial landscape. You know, they were creating jobs, they were creating wealth, they were massively profitable. And now it seems that some of the behaviors that allowed those massive profits to happen are coming home to roost. Well, at the end of the day, you don't have to buy an iPhone. You do not have to be invested in the Apple ecosystem. You don't have to buy a Mac. There is competition. Apple is not the majority player in mobile phones or in desktop computers. They are, I guess, the biggest player in tablets right now and smartwatches. But the point being here is if you don't like the way Apple does things, don't buy their product. They are working in a competitive environment. If Apple was number one with a bullet, like Microsoft is in terms of computer operating systems, 80, 90% of the market, I think then the antitrust regulators would have regulators would have a point. But as long as Apple is a very much a minority player, despite the fact that they make incredible amounts of money, I don't think they're going to really care about this. They so allow the problem- too much. The only reason, for example, that AT&T bought Time Warner and succeeded is because the efforts to stop them failed. So one of the interesting things about antitrust is that over the years, it has really morphed. 
that initially antitrust was much more about fostering competition. And it wasn't so much that you had to, you know, you had to have a monopoly or you're sorry, you did have to have a monopoly, but the, but the idea was to ensure that other companies could compete. And in the Reagan years under Robert Bork, um, he wrote a, a book about antitrust that was tremendously influential. And the entire thing changed to protecting the consumer. So the claim was, is that when you have a monopoly, then the monopoly acts in ways that aren't in the consumer's best interests. So it went from, went from trying to encourage competition to protecting the consumer. And the problem with the protecting the consumer approach is that in this modern world with Facebook and Google and Apple and whatnot, the consumer, it's hard to argue the consumer is being harmed, particularly when you have got, again, Facebook and Google in particular, where the services are mostly all free. Now, it's much easier to argue that it's impossible to compete with these companies because of the way they've set themselves up. And that's more of where I think any of these antitrust investigations would have to go because, in essence, what Facebook and Google and Apple and Amazon and Microsoft and all of these companies have done is, is arranged things such that other companies can't come into the same space. I shouldn't say particularly small companies can't come into the same space. And that's, again, to take it back, that's where Spotify is compl you know, complaining. They're saying, hey, you know, Apple has set this up so we're not able to compete on a level playing field. Not that consumers are being hurt. You know, that's not what, the, what, is, what is necessarily being said here, but that competition is being stifled. So that's a little bit more that plays better in the EU than it does in the U.S. right now. I don't expect anything to happen. Not the way <laughs> the political climate is. Even if Trump is ousted, a Democrat takes over. The Democrats take over the Senate. The margins will not be enough to do anything like this with opposition from the other side. I don't think it's going to happen. But what's going to happen now is that we have an Apple event forthcoming on the March 25th, I believe. The read from the tea leaves is that Apple's TV initiative will be described and explained then. What's your take? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what everyone says. And, you know, the infant invitation says, you know, it's showtime and has a, you know, a countdown, movie style countdown. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think it's a safe bet that we will see finally what Apple has been doing with all of this video stuff. And honestly, I'm fascinated to see, you know, that Apple has put a fair amount of money into original content. Uh, it was a couple, 10 billion, something like that. And it sounds like a lot of money, but, you know, Netflix is, I don't know, spending a hundred billion or something in, 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 uh, in content. So it's not clear to me how much Apple's really going to have and I, you know, I, I'm I'm just looking forward to hearing the announcement. Honestly, I don't sort of sort of don't want to speculate. But uh, what I I don't what I would prefer not to see is yet another service you have to pay you know nine dollars ninety nine cents a month to see so that you can watch you know three shows that aren't available anywhere else. You know, that's actually. Frankly, I mean, I would probably do it short, briefly so that I knew what was happening, and then I would cancel it because I'm offended by the entire concept of that. 
So yeah, I still haven't seen the new Star Trek uh, that was only on CBS All Access because I refused to subscribe for one show. Star Trek Discovery. There will be also kind of a follow-up series to Star Trek Generations featuring Captain Picard after he leaves the Enterprise and Starfleet. That will be produced, co-produced by Patrick Stewart, who evidently must have needed something to do. Why bring back <laughs> this character after all these years? He played Captain Picard in, what, seven, eight seasons? He played it in several movies. So Star Trek Next Generation, okay, why does anyone want to explore his life now unless they're desperate for another Star Trek Enterprise or another Star Trek franchise? We've got more to come with Adam Inkst on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Anyway, I also refuse to subscribe to CBS All Access for one show. And... I would like to see Star Trek Discovery. I understand it's become a pretty decent series. But I can't imagine CBS realistically expects people to subscribe unless there's a lot, lot more original programming. You see, with Netflix, it's not just the current series. Yeah, It is a lot of stuff in the archives that people can see. 
stuff that's not that old that you could watch. Say some TV series, you miss the season, you miss an episode, a few months on Netflix. Yeah, I, I think the that is the big win of Netflix, and to a slightly lesser extent, Amazon Prime. Um, I watch Amazon Prime merely because we have Amazon Prime, and so you know I wouldn't I wouldn't pay for it because for the video, but I'm not going to not watch the video because we already have it. And what I've found is that it's a little like the library, the public library, both of these services, which is. You can't necessarily get any book you want when you want it, but you can absolutely always find something to watch. And you can often find things that you wouldn't expect that are just fabulous. I mean, both of these, both Amazon Prime and uh, Netflix of excellent content. And they also, you know, license a bunch of content from outside that you might not have seen. You know, I have to say that I, I, one of the things that perturbs me is all of these services are really focused on getting people to watch what the services want them to watch. You know, that it's not, it doesn't feel like they're doing me a favor. It feels like they're trying to manipulate me into watching their stuff and, and specific stuff. And, and so I don't know, it just, I don't know, it gets on my nerves and uh, one of my big bugaboos of late has been the way the netflix app auto plays previews you know it's like they are trying to just shove new content down your throat at all times they wouldn't want to just let you browse on your own because then horrors you might not watch something right away i don't know i mean it's just it's maddening um so you know i i, I would be what i would i mean be honest what i would love to see from apple is a netflix killer you know We've licensed everything from everywhere, and you know, you pay us your nine ninety nine a month or fifteen ninety nine a month or whatever, and you can watch anything. You know, I don't know if I'd drop Netflix instantly. There's probably a few shows I want to want to end, uh, finish watching, and uh, but you know, once you, once you could do that, that'd probably be good enough. Uh, I don't think there needs to be too many of those. But if it's just another, oh, we have five or ten Apple shows, and that's it. Yeah, I'm not 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 all that interested. It would work if it's an add-on to something else. Or, or they say, you know what? Yeah. We only have 10 shows right now or 20 shows, $1.99 a month. Would you pay $1.99 a month to get these shows? Yeah, probably. And especially if it was, I mean, if they said, oh, you have already have an Apple Music subscription, so it's just free. So, you know, it's going to be X, you know, $1.99 a month if you don't have Apple Music, or it's going to be free if you do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's we'll see. I mean, I just don't I don't hold out hope for that, though, because, again, Apple seems to be pushing hard on making money um, at all costs. And especially now with, you know, the iPhone sales slowing in China last quarter, such that they wanted to uh, increase services revenue. And this is going to be a way they're going to increase services revenue. Well, certainly, I'm just kind of think here that maybe just maybe. This would be a reality check for Apple that they're getting into this, but I assume they've explored the market and they have to realize streaming services have flooded the place right now. And Disney's coming soon. That's right. So you're seeing right Disney now, for Plus, example, all yeah. my favorite shows on Netflix or most of them are gone. All those Marvel superhero shows, Daredevil is canceled. Iron Fist is canceled. Luke Cage is canceled. There'll be one more season for the Punisher 
and Jessica Jones. The defenders won't be there. That eliminates one key reason to keep Netflix. Well, and then Disney actually has figured out a sufficiently good differentiator, which is they've said the entire Disney movie archive will be available on Disney+. And that's a lot. That's a lot of content. And so, you know, particularly for, you know, families with kids who like Disney movies, I could see that being a relatively easy decision. So that would be another $9.99. You cut the cord, you buy all these services that are vying for your attention, and suddenly you sit by and you say, hmm. Speaking, by the way, before the AT&T merger with Time Warner, did you notice here, first thing, staff changes for Warner Media, the new name. DirecTV Now, this streaming service, price went up $10. For each tier, $10 a month. Is that paying for it? This is what always happens. You know, they say we're not going to raise prices on this, that, and the other thing. But direct TV now costs more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, this is, I think, again, some of the reason why government, you know, there's whether or not it's going to actually turn into anything. The fact that this is coming up as a, a an election year issue, whenever we get into elections in two years or whatever it is, I mean, it's crazy how far these things start ahead. But the fact that this is already coming up as an election year issue says to me that people are starting to be concerned. You know, that it doesn't seem like all of these mergers, that all of the all of what's happening with big tech is being seen as something that government should stay hands off because it just worked out. You know, you let the market sit side and the market doesn't necessarily always do the right thing. That's, you know, people will, you know, these big companies will figure out their ways around it. You can't assume that nice people finish first. Quite often, it's the reverse. I mean, one time, a former business partner said to me, you know, we were suffering trying to get this business off the ground. This is like many, many years ago. He said, you just can't win if you're honest. (laughs) You know, good boys finish last is what he was saying. Anyway, let's get back to the Apple TV shows. So, do you see anything there among those shows that, are must-haves, because that's the key. They've got to be some must-haves. I don't know that resurrecting amazing stories after 30 years, a show that lasts only two seasons, is worth it. I I just... you know, again, I don't. I'm, I'm I'm kind of a Star Trek fan, and I didn't subscribe to CBS All Access for Star Trek Discovery. That's about as close to a must-have as I can think. You know, you you if you are doing the next, you know, installment in a tremendously popular franchise, and you can't get people, what what are you possibly going to do? You know that that can compete with that. And if that's not enough, then that's not enough. Now you'll notice they have a wide range of shows there: sci-fi, dramas, rom-com type stuff with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer yeah. Aniston, that kind of thing. Oprah Winfrey, I think, is involved in one show. So they're trying to give you a cross-section of everything. But remember, even on the commercial networks, not every show succeeds. (laughs) 
My, I actually right. don't know the percentages, but my understanding is most shows don't succeed. So, you know, it's definitely one of those. Uh, it's like baseball. You know, your best hitters are 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 are, are failing seven times out of ten. Exactly. So this is still a crapshoot. Now, with Apple, the ratings may not count for much at the beginning just to get the shows out there, get an audience. But at this point, my perception, I guess you don't disagree, is that if there's a price, it's going to be very low to get you to subscribe, or it'll be a value-added extra free with Apple Music. And then if they're throwing the news service in there... Oh, yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how that's going to work because right now you open the news app and you see a cross section of stories from different sources. More to come with Gene and Adam on the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Most people in today's economy are taking a roller coaster ride with their investments. With Vantage Point Software, you can remove that dynamic from your investment strategy once and for all. Vantage Point has spent the last three decades perfecting an artificial intelligence process that you can put to use today to take advantage of market fluctuations and make money no matter which way the market moves. Vantage Point Software analyzes massive quantities of data all around the world in seconds so you get the information you need to make the right decisions to optimize your profits. For a limited time, Vantage Point is giving away a free market forecast that will show you which stocks are about to take off and you'll be able to use this forecast immediately. Text NOW to 411411. We'll send you a link to your free market forecast so you take back control of your financial future with Vantage Point Software. Text NOW to 411411. Text NOW to 411411. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. 
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-301-5435. That's 800-301-5435. 800-301-5435. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So how would this work now? So far, news is free. Now, would Apple provide a premium version of news and then bundle it with everything else? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, my understanding from what I had seen of Texture before, because that's the bot, the service that Apple bought, was that it was magazines, so not really newspapers and things that where it's going to be you know longer form original content. And there's nothing wrong with you know a magazine subscription service. But it doesn't seem that interesting somehow, (laughs) you know, and part of it is, is that there's just a limit to how much time people have to read or frankly watch TV. You know, it's the same problem there. I, I wonder how successful a service like that would be unless people are already reading a lot of magazines and see it as an alternative to dropping their existing subscriptions. Because otherwise, where are you going to find the time? My mother loves to give me old copies of The New Yorker. I can't keep up with even just what she gives me, much less, you know, other magazines. You know, if I, I mean, we subscribe to a couple, but, you know, it's just too much. And I read fast, so I don't have a feel for how well that's going to work. It doesn't seem like as big a, quite as big a win as would be would be otherwise thought. I think magazines are yesterday's news. And I've written <laughs> for magazines, as you have. I just think... Right now, online news services do reasonably well, like the Washington Post. If you are a member of Amazon Prime, you get a discount on subscribing to the Washington Post hmm. on a monthly basis. I think it's three ninety nine a month or something like that. The New York Times has special deals. That I understand. Premium content from a major daily newspaper makes sense if they don't gouge you. But I don't think people are going to pay for a lot of other content. 
pretty much all we've seen with magazines in the last you know five years is them going out of business. Even if the brand has maintained on the web, the print magazine has always gone away. You know, Gourmet uh, went away. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other big names that, that have disappeared. Well, certainly we obviously saw Macworld you know, disintegrate back in the day, things like that. And it's just too expensive. I guess a case could be made for, could this help reinvigorate the magazine industry? But it feels like, again, just sort of too much in a world where everyone has been conditioned to snack on these little bites of content. Not that people want more, some people, but I don't know there's a big business model there. Well, Apple isn't stupid. Most of the things they do succeed eventually, even when people are skeptical. <laughs> Except social, social networking services, all of Well, okay, the social network didn't succeed. But that wasn't something that was a big deal that they charged for. It was just something that was part of the package and didn't work. Okay, fine. I think also because Facebook wouldn't partner with Apple. But for the most part, when Apple introduces a major product, it gains traction because they've done a ton of market research. Well, one of the things that's a little hard to analyze with Apple sometimes is that something that for Apple might be even considered a failure would be a success for any other company. So something like the Apple TV, which by any account is one of Apple's floppiest products. I'm sure that just about anyone else who did that would be more than happy to have that kind of that kind of installed base. On the one hand, Apple can get to a certain level of buy-in just by tapping the ecosystem. This is going to work better if you're a Mac user. This is going to work better if you're an iPhone user. This is the only way to use this if you're an iPhone user, for instance. But it's not clear to me that you know, Apple would necessarily stay interested and invested in such a thing if it didn't, if it wasn't a blockbuster. But with Apple TV, they are spreading the way it works to these TV makers. They will be offering AirPlay 2 for starters. Some will include the iTunes app. So in a sense, you're getting anything extra that Apple can provide, which is, of course, the iTunes experience and the AirPlay 2. Except for all the apps. (laughs) Right. Other than apps that relate to specific networks or programming, does anyone care about the other apps? (laughs) That's the problem. That's my point. They were all flops. Developers were extremely disappointed because Apple promised this big platform and then it didn't come to anything. Apple has not hit everything out of the park. Apple Music is pretty good. I don't love Apple Music, but I don't hate it either. I mean, it's okay. It hasn't changed or improved since I've subscribed, as far as I can tell. It lets you play music. That's about it. It's got a horrible, horrible interface through iTunes on the Mac. They haven't improved it. They haven't changed anything. It just feels it feels like Apple's just sort of sitting on it, waiting to uh, earning money from it, and maybe there'll be a big rev in you know a year or two. Maybe heck, maybe there'll be a big rev on March twenty fifth because they're going to be you know changing everything around. You can get it now on some Amazon Echoes, I believe. Yeah, they've opened it up to Android and, uh, and and the Amazon Echoes. Apple and Amazon seem to be getting along a whole lot better in the last uh, few months. Well, I guess Jeff Bezos and Tim Cook had a phone call. You know, we can make a lot of money if we work together here. Yeah, we compete in some areas, but we have all these complementary services. Yeah, I mean, certainly 
it makes sense in that way. Apple can do things like you know crack down on refurbished equipment resellers on Amazon, which they wanted to do. Amazon Prime Video and whatnot more readily available on Apple Apple platforms. So it makes sense that they would finally get along. Um, it's a little surprising it took as long as it did. According to CNET, jury sided with Qualcomm in a trial over three patents and said that Apple needs to pay Qualcomm upwards of $31 million, which is the total that Qualcomm had asked in damages. That's, of course, chump change. But in this particular case, <laughs> yeah, Apple I think, I lost to Qualcomm after some notable victories. Yeah, I haven't, these sorts of things are often highly technical in nature, um, technical and legal in the sense of what counted as prior art, whether or not the patent was in fact obvious to any engineer who was trying to address the problem, that kind of thing. So it's entirely possible Apple did nothing quote unquote wrong, but simply Qualcomm was there first, or it's possible that, that Apple stole some Qualcomm stuff, some code and shouldn't have, you know, I don't know what the de details are, but both are extremely common. And remember this amount is very small. Yeah. Because yeah, it's Qualcomm was ordered that money that was given as incentives to Apple totaling billions of dollars, they can't get back. So, so far Qualcomm's not doing very much. Yeah. I love these fines and, and whatnot. You know, it's like $31 million. And then when you look at, you know, Apple is making, you know, $9 billion or $20 billion a quarter, something like that. They don't want to lose $31 million, but it really is loose change. Adam, tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. Well, people can go to tidbits.com on the World Wide Web. Remember that? 30 years of it just recently. Tidbits.com for all of our news and uh, articles about Apple. Or for those who are Apple consultants or resellers, we have the Tidbits Content Network, providing syndicated content that you can publish on your own site. Adam Inks, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you, Gene. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. USA Radio News with Wendy King. At least 50 people are known dead and more than 30 others remain hospitalized after a gunman opened fire on worshippers on two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. The suspect, a 
28-year-old self-proclaimed white supremacist from Australia live-streamed the shooting on Facebook and other sites. He also posted a rambling 74-page manifesto declaring his attacks were to avenge attacks in Europe by Muslims. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Rhetoric of racism, division, extremism has no place not only in New Zealand, but I would say in a society as a whole. President Trump issued his first veto. It came on a measure blocking his emergency declaration at the southern border. Democrats plan to hold a vote March 26th to override the veto, but the measure is unlikely to get the two-thirds majority needed. This is USA Radio News. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290 Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739 800-610-5739 That's 800 800- 610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So we have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, and we did pose this question of Adam Inkst earlier. Apple has an event on March 25th. And understand some of you may not hear the show until after March 25th. So you'll see if we're a bunch of fools or we got it right. Brian, welcome aboard. Is all the conventional wisdom right about this? What conventional wisdom? Okay, conventional wisdom, Apple's services mostly. Apple's TV thingy. Yes. Okay. That this event will be mostly about services. Is that what you're asking me? Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah, there's no way Apple's going to want to dilute any marketing message here with the introduction of new hardware. This is going to be all about uh, the streaming service. So, considering that, 
what do we expect or what do we know about the streaming service now? Well, um, we know that Apple's been putting together shows for a very, very long time. Um, they've been developing shows. We also know that uh, Apple executives, including Tim Cook, have been uh, meddling in the production of those shows, which concerns me greatly. And uh, we know that Apple is going to be offering a streaming service. What we don't know is pricing. What we don't know is if it'll be somehow rolled into Apple Music, which I doubt, will be a standalone service, which I assume, uh, which will, if it'll be bundled with Apple Music, which seems a little, it could be bundled, I mean, uh, as an option, that seems likely. And also uh, whether or not Apple is going to offer some uh, period of free watching, which I assume they'll do just like they did with the uh, music and offer three months free. Now, looking at Apple's roster makes me think of the same thing from CBS All Access, which is, I like one show on CBS All Access, Star Trek Discovery. I don't know about the show that's going to feature Patrick Stewart as an aging Jean-Luc Picard. But that's not enough to make a service. Well, sure. Um, I, I get where you're coming from there. However, Apple has signed dozens of shows. We don't know. That, I, I, there's no way they'll all be released at launch. But but Apple, you know, like I said, we, we know that Apple has signed dozens of shows. The Hollywood, uh, you know, gossip slash leak slash rumor mill has been has been covering these to great effect for the last year and a half well there are no secrets when it comes to production because you'll see it in variety you will see the information in hollywood reporter and anything that involves mainstream producers mainstream production companies will not go unreported right which is essentially what i just said exactly so in any case even looking at a couple of dozen shows, and I've seen the list, there are some sci-fi things I might like to watch. Ronald D. Moore has one. There are a few others I might like to watch. Mm-hmm. So maybe three, maybe three or four shows. Is that enough? I was thinking here that Apple would offer it three ways. A bundle with news, Apple Music, and the video. A bundle, say $14.99 base price. Then offer the TV shows at a special introductory price of $1.99 a month to get you sucked in or offer it free for people who have Apple Music, at least for a while. What do you think? Well, again, I I think they'll offer uh, an introductory. uh, There's a rumor that the service would be free, period. For, you know, if you have an Apple device, it'll be free. Uh, I think that doesn't make any sense whatsoever for a company that is trying to grow services revenue. Uh, and it also makes no sense to me why they would offer uh, video for free when they're charging for music, when they're, you know, the video is costing a lot more money to produce. So what makes the most sense to me, like I said, is that there will be a three month free uh, period, just like there was with um, uh, Apple music when it first rolled out. And that it'll then be, 
I would think nineteen ninety nine a month, but maybe maybe as little as nine ninety nine, and maybe in that sweet spot in between, at fourteen ninety nine, like you said. Um, I think it probably really depends on how many shows they're rolling with uh, uh, at first, and what they tell us that they're going to be. You know, like you know, we're going to be announcing, we're going to be introducing X number of new shows every three months. You know, if if the 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 more they're giving us, the more the more the last one. It won't be anything like, for example, Netflix, where you have a few new shows and you have lots of back content. With the new Disney streaming service, I understand all the Disney movies will be there in addition to the new stuff. Another incentive. Of course, CBS All Access, everything from CBS, all the back shows, plus a few new ones. This is what grabs you. Apple is just going to offer... The new shows, you have to like some of them. Uh, that's true. And I mean, it, uh, I would caution against assuming that just because you are only interested in three of them, that everybody will only be interested in three of them. Um, you know, TV watching taste are, are obviously very subjective and personal. But we also don't know if there will be back content available. Apple has long wanted to get into the, um, you know, the, the 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 streaming TV business in terms of of offering uh, content that wasn't their own, and that could be coming to fruition here too. And you know, we 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 just don't know yet. Will they offer other content? And the other question, of course, is. We are getting more and more of these services. Certainly, a family with smaller children would want to consider Disney. And you have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and separate subscriptions for Showtime and HBO. You add it all up. The cable cord cutter is suddenly spending a lot more than maybe they expected. And the thing I wonder, therefore, is how many of these shows... These services are people going to subscribe to? Well, it's prob- uh, probably not all of them, especially as more and more of them are introduced. I imagine that um, Apple has a, 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 a really good leg to stand on considering the strength of its overall ecosystem and, and the, the loyalty of its users in general. Uh, but surely, surely there will there, there is... There is assuredly a maximum number of subscription services that most people are willing to pay for. Whether or not we've hit that number yet, I don't know. Whether or not, like, you know, an Apple subscription gain means a Hulu loss, I don't know. Um, we we will see, and I think a lot of it also too depends upon how much great original content is going to continue to be a product of all of these standalone services. It's anyone's guess. What else is going to be there? Some suggested a new subscription service, which I don't know about. I know that most of the stuff that you get online from newspapers is free or you get a minimum number of free per month. New York Times, you get 10 articles. I think the same for Washington Post. With the Washington Post, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you pay a much lower price per month. So some of the newspapers offer subscription services. Others do not. 
and other publications which are dealt with in news do not. So where do you monetize that? I think that Apple can probably make this platform big enough to to have the monetization being by the way you, you mentioned a new subscri- a subscription service at the beginning and um to, to clarify we're talking about a new newspaper slash magazine subscription service correct and the question is here do people care about magazines anymore more to come with ryan chaffin i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night how live <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill, so what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know they're good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay 
holiday heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice. And it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website, sunshinepillows.com, or call us, 253-678-1361. Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So riddle me this, Brian Chaffin. Do people even care about magazines? Certainly in terms of news, newspapers are pretty much passe. They still exist. We used to call them in the old days the morning fish wrapper. Disc jockeys would call them that. And they served a purpose, which is now supplanted by getting online. Any news source you want is online. I don't think I've touched a physical newspaper in, I can't remember. Well, you know, I haven't either. I do read a lot in Apple News. Um, I do read uh i certainly read through google news you know linking to the the individual sites uh still what i think and and there is still a business for magazines magazines are still sold and advertising is still sold for magazines the question to me is whether or not a quality subscription service that works for the consumer that, that that is aimed at the way consumers actually want to consume this content, if that won't take better take, I should say the the the, the print industry further into the digital era, and I think that it could. Like this may be the thing that magazines need. It, it, it may be a disaster for them, but it may be also be the thing that they need. And it may be a lifeline for newspapers. It may be a lifeline for local newspapers. We don't know yet if Apple's even catering to local news. I I, I hope that they are because local news needs the most help. So I don't know. It, It remains to be seen. And we don't know if this service will be launched at this event too, or if that would be a later uh, event, a, a, perhaps a standalone event. And the only other real possibility, I think, for this media event is is the vague possibility of new Apple TV hardware, but I don't really think that'll happen. I think Apple is mostly focused on licensing AirPlay and iTunes to major TV makers. So that kind of eliminates a lot of the need for the Apple TV if you have a recent smart TV and the apps, the third-party apps that are not related to TV content networks or individual channels, 
they're not going anywhere anyway. That's a big loser for the Apple TV. So that's a way of saving the platform, if not saving the product. I don't know if they come up with anything new. There was a story that Apple would replace the cheapest iPad with a version with a 10.2-inch screen as opposed to 10.5 inches for the Pro. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening at this event. Uh, I, I don't think Apple wants this story to be muddled here. I think Apple wants everybody focused on this screen, the streaming platform, the streaming video, uh, original content video platform. I, I think that Apple really wants everybody focused on that. For that reason, I don't expect other major announcements at this event. I, th- I think it's going to focus on that. I think, too, if they introduce a new iPad, it's a press release for the cheap iPad. It's always been a press release. Yeah. Not worth a full event. Or maybe yeah. they could just mention it at the end. They could quickly. mention it. They could, they could mention it at another event, but I don't, it, won't, it wouldn't be this event. Okay. Moving on. There's an article from our good friend and your compatriot over at Mac Observer, John Martellaro, and he's talking about why. And I, Mac, refresh has been delayed. Pray tell? Yes. Yes. Uh, he thinks that it's basically um, chip-related. Um, and I think that that is certainly possible. So basically, the last iMac update was in 2017. The iMac Pro was announced in June 2017 and shipped in December of 2017. The iMac itself was in the fall of 2017. Uh, and, you know, and, and this is like, this is one of my pet peeves. I don't want to pay today's prices for two-year-old technology. It really infuriates me uh, that Apple would go so long without an update. I almost gave you an edit there, but why Apple would go so long without an update and still charge, uh, it just infuriates me. So there have been some issues with Intel processors, and that could be it. And they could also be waiting for the long-rumored but yet unannounced Apple ARM desktop processor. Uh, These things are possible. And uh, if I had... My assessment is basically this: Apple figured out that the that most Mac customers aren't paying attention to the specs, don't care about the specs. No one cares about the specs anymore. No one cares about which generation of processor it is, and you know, therefore, Apple doesn't care. Apple just, you know, Apple can actually make more money by by not refreshing these devices as often. Uh, I disagree with that philosophically. I disagree with that as a matter of principle, but you know, apparently Apple didn't consult me or c- care about my opinion. And in this particular case, I think that there's enough going on with Intel's uh, processor cycle that Apple just hasn't felt the need to, to update. Now, let's get back to the arm processor rumor mm-hmm. that's the one you've mentioned on two of our shows okay mm-hmm. and that is the fact that it's going to be the one the first one to have an arm processor and that's why it's taken so long 
uh, yeah, that's. I mean, like, I think that's why it's taken so long for the Mac Pro to be updated. Uh, I think that the Mac Pro is is, you know, two years ago or two and a half years ago, Apple started teasing us about this new Mac Pro. I don't know, maybe it's a year and a half ago, two years ago, but you know, it's it doesn't take that long to 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 design a new computer. It just doesn't. I mean, companies like Dell, companies like HP, they do it all the time, and they have a lot less money than Apple, a whole lot less money than Apple. But what does take time is developing a new processor. That is a very, very big deal. And if the Mac Pro is waiting for Apple's own ARM processors, that would, in fact, explain why it's taken so long for Apple to get this thing off the ground. And it could be that the iMacs are waiting for the same thing, and it could be that the iMac Pro is waiting for the same thing. And if so, we may see these at uh, WWDC. I'm certainly hoping we do. I'd rather see them before that, but you know, we may end up seeing them at, at WWDC in June. iMac Pro, same deal? Yeah. Yeah, same thing for Mac Pro, iMac Pro, and iMac. I, I don't know that they're all going to be released with ARM processors all at the same time, um, but I do think that they will be introduced with ARM processors, as will new MacBook, uh, various MacBook models. Well, at this point, it's March, so it doesn't make so much of a difference anymore. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's only a couple more months. Been a couple years, might as well wait another couple months. And remember, when it comes to the Mac Pro, you've been waiting, what, five and a half years? Yes, the Mac, yes, the Mac Pro is ridiculously old and an embarrassment. And it's really shameful that Apple still sells it, frankly. Yes. I just still don't understand why they couldn't have done some kind of easy chip thingy yeah between now and then i mean if they want to give up the form factor right but how long does it take them to build a new form factor yeah exactly like i said it's not rock science it's not it's not rebuilding the wheel unless of course they're just they're content to wait until the arm processor is ready i again i disagree with that decision you should give us apple should give us the latest technology that it can at any given point. And especially with the prices that Apple charges for its hardware. You know, we should not be paying top dollar for two-year-old uh, uh, Mac technology. We just shouldn't. Who knows? What evil lurk? No, that's another story. We have Brian Chaff of the Mac Observer. Reminder that the best way to support this show is Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com plus dot TechNightOwl.com. And what do you get for your hard-earned money? Well, you get a special version of the show free of the network ads with better quality audio on Tech Night Owl Plus. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Brian Schaffen, Mac Observer, speculating on possible future thingies. Max from Apple and why... It may be that they're taking so darn long to get their stuff together, to get these new models out. Yep. Oh, well. Let's go on with more excitement. Excitement here, okay? Okay. I'm already. I'm done. You already? I'm braced. Uh, what is this article here? Beto O'Rourke, who's now a candidate for president and the cult of the dead cow who yeah it was a uh, a hacking group uh that called itself the cult of the dead cow and Bader work uh revealed that he was uh, once a part of that group and it's one of the oldest hacking groups uh, in the u.s okay enough to get a politician involved in that well, he wasn't a politician at the time, of course. He was a young man. Uh, but uh, this group is apparently the group. And they, they claim to have invented, uh, coined the term hacktivism. Um, uh, so, you know, I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. I'm sure that uh, his fans will will think it's really cool. And his detractors will think that it is uh, proof of his, you know, whatever it is that, that they want to to feel. Um, Either way, it shows that he's that he's 
guy, just even being aware that the group exists, let alone uh, being a part of it, uh, shows that he has a lot more technical savvy than the vast majority of politicians. And think of it this way. We can forget about his hand movements. You heard about that, right? Yes. Okay. So, and also, are his hands small or large? We should argue about that, too. And (laughs) technologically. We should not argue about that. That should not be a thing we talk about. Except for certain politicians who have their hands lengthened with Photoshop. Yes. What do you think, by the way, of CorelDRAW coming back to the Mac platform? Is that silly or what? Um, You know... They've come back to the Mac before. Corel is is like I, Corel is a is an interesting company. I, I was going to say a a weird, fascinating company, maybe fascinating in a weird way. I don't understand where they get all the money they get, but they still buy companies. Uh, in, in any event, Corel Draw has disappeared from the Mac before, and it's come back to the Mac before. I really didn't realize it was still gone. The platform is big enough, I guess, that, uh, you know, that they're interested again. It's, I mean, I'm like, I'm kind of hard pressed to care, but at the same time, it's, I don't know, kind of interesting. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I see it's now available in the App Store. Maybe the hope is here that being on equal footing with Office, which is also available in the App Store, and offering a demo, they're offering a two week demo of Corel Draw. And maybe you'll like it. On the other hand, Microsoft is offering a one-month trial for Microsoft Office before you have to buy the license. So maybe is Corel, Corel... Who's Corel Draw competing with today? Pardon? Who is Corel Draw competing with today? How are they competing with? Ah, that's a good question. I'm just talking about free sample policies. Some elements of Adobe Creative Cloud, of course... I thought Photoshop and Illustrator. What do you think? Well, yeah. So that's why I'm curious as to why you're mentioning Office. Only about the 30 days. I think two weeks is chintzy. Uh, Yeah, okay. I suppose. Then again, who knows how this will work? I mean, for new Mac users who are looking for illustration programs, what would they get? Illustration. I mean... So far, we don't have Illustrator available on the App Store. You have to go to Adobe to download the copy and subscribe. Yeah, I mean, they could offer the app. They can offer a demo version of the app in the App Store, and then you still have to you'd have to make an in-app purchase to subscribe or go mm-hmm. online and subscribe. I don't know. It all gets confusing. Yeah, and I mean, I don't. I, I, Adobe apparently does quite well without being in the App Store. Um, course photoshop is coming to the ios app store at the very least um corel draw i think has always been a little bit more consumer oriented than professional i suppose uh, some some uh, may disagree with that per- perception but uh, uh one way or another um i mean having another option is 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 available uh, excuse me, having another option available is, is certainly great. Uh, whether or not they're able to to make a, 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 a dent in the Mac market, again, I, I don't know. What I will be more interested in seeing is whether or not they really stick with it. I would hope they would, going into this investment to set it up in the App Store, have people download it and everything. 
Well, I wonder about WordPerfect. That's still being built, WordPerfect. I'm surprised. I, apparently, they're still making it. Yep. I'm surprised, too. Well, you know, we don't necessarily know about the PC business market where these things might be popular. Right, right. And that's where it is. It's an alien world. It's available in Earth 38 as opposed to Earth number one. That happens. Did you see the story? And I don't know if, if you've read it yet. Qualcomm wins 31 million verdict. In I patent- did see. I okay. did see the headline pass by on Friday. What do you know about so far? Uh, it's one of the various cases that are going on between Apple and Qualcomm. It was a jury uh, verdict, 31 million bucks. It's probably a drop in the bucket in the grand scheme of things. It is a drop in the bucket in the grand scheme of things. Um, I think that there's a different story about Apple uh, getting a billion dollar reward from a, from, from a different trial. Right? That's right. That's right. I think it's a billion dollars that they got. Yeah, that they so can federal, keep. It's uh, not costing federal judge them recently ruled that Qualcomm owes Apple almost a billion dollars in patent royalty rebate payments. So that was uh, in one. That was uh, also news on Friday. And then there's this other trial where a jury, like I said, rewarded awarded uh, Qualcomm thirty one million dollars. So, and both of these, both of these cases, both of these trials are just part of this, this global epic fight between the two companies, um, covering patent, uh, patents and licensing and, um, uh, Apple accusing Qualcomm of, of, uh, uh, using illegal, uh, methods to, uh, suppress competition and, and Qualcomm accusing Apple of of not paying what it should be paying, and it's it's a it's a pretty epic fight. Can't keep track with it. You cannot keep track of all this stuff, of what's happening with all yep. this. I mean, if I was asked by somebody, okay, what's going on with Qualcomm and Apple? I would say, don't ask, hmm. because it's going to go on for years. Even after a verdict is reached, it has to be viewed by an appeals court. Maybe the Supreme Court will look at it or turn it back. You know, what do you well, think? Well, these fights are taking place in courts around the world. Right, exactly. But each one has its own problems in terms of appealing a verdict and that sort of thing. I'd say five years from now, they'll still be fighting. Look what Apple and Samsung did, how many years it took them to settle basically just a couple of cases. Yeah, and that was with Samsung, you know, losing all of them, and it still took years. I mean, Samsung got its its rear end handed to it uh, at different stages and probably still ended up winning because they're, you know, were able to stay in the business after having pilfered Apple's ideas, and um, uh, which is, you know, really what Samsung does in just about every market. Go for someone else's idea, get sued, lose, drag it out until it doesn't matter. Or the product's no longer being made. More to come with Gene and Brian on the Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) 
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264. 800-213-9264. 800-213-9264. Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. That was an interesting point there. All these products have a short lifetime in the scheme of things. So they may be suing something, someone on the product that was built five years ago. By the time they get around to the current product, it's been replaced by five more products. Yeah. But now Apple, I guess, is still buying billions of dollars worth of parts from Samsung. Uh, yeah, apparently, um, Apple remains a supplier. Apple has cut back on some of the business that it's giving to Samsung. We know that Apple has greatly reduced, if not eliminated the business it's giving to to Samsung for, um, processor manufacturing. Instead, that business has been given to a Samsung competitor called TSMC. Um, but there are certainly other places where Apple is still, still, uh, buying from, uh, Samsung and, uh, but you know, they, the Apple, has mostly put all of the legal fights with Samsung aside and is getting its revenge by giving at least some business to, to, to anyone but Samsung. I think they mentioned Samsung in relation to the OLED displays on the iPhone 10. Don't know if they're still yeah. using them as a supplier, but that's, you know, tens and tens of millions of screens. I don't know what each screen costs. But it's not chump change. It's not chump change. No. Okay. We talked earlier about Apple's possible TV subscription service, possibly their news and magazine subscription service. And then there's some kind of dust up now between Apple and Spotify. Mm, yeah. What's your take? Well, uh, so this, this, is, this is something I personally find interesting. Spotify has long accused Apple of not playing fairly because Apple was taking 30% of uh, in-app subscription fees from Spotify and then from everybody else too. Uh, And that was probably less of a deal until Apple introduced Apple Music because Apple can charge the same $10 that Spotify is charging, but Apple gets all 10 of those dollars, right? And whereas uh, Spotify was getting seven of those dollars, three of them going to Apple, at least for the first year. After the first year, that would drop to 15% or a buck 50. And for a while, uh, Spotify combated this by simply charging more for its iOS subscriptions if you did them through an in-app purchase. Uh, And then while, you know, trying to get people to actually just pay through Spotify's website instead. And Spotify has been amping up the pressure, complaining publicly and then complaining to regulators that Apple is unfairly competing. I think there was a, there was a story earlier in the week about, uh, Spotify calling uh, the Spotify ceiling CEO calling their relationship with Apple unsustainable and just really, really accusing Apple of, of shenanigans. And in return, late on Thursday night, essentially Friday morning, 
Friday morning uh, European time in particular, Apple released a quote-unquote response to Spotify. And that is um, that is is interesting. It, it was a pretty aggressive uh, stance. Let me actually uh, let me let me pull that up and reference it directly. It's called addressing Spotify's claim. You know what, Brian? We should basically have some pull it up music as a background when you're we looking for something cover, on a you know, site. We don't have that music here because. We like to be spontaneous. Go ahead. Fair enough. And so this is this is an eight nine hundred word document that Apple released, where they systematically go through and basically paint a picture of Spotify benefiting from Apple's ecosystem, while not wanting to contribute to that ecosystem. That basically saying that Spotify wants to get a free lunch, and everything that Apple says is true. The thing is, though, it doesn't negate the fact that Apple does have an unfair advantage when competing against competitors, right? Apple doesn't have to pay that 30% to a third party. Apple keeps that 30%. Apple is the 30%. And that is a form of unfair competition. I don't know how to solve it because Apple makes a point. Apple developed a secure in-app purchase system that customers trust. Apple says that that was no mean feat. And Apple is correct, right? You know, we sort of take it for granted how good Apple's in-app purchase system is. We do trust it. We don't even think about it. No one thinks about it. No one says, I've never heard anyone say, yeah, I don't want to make one of those in-app purchases because, because I don't trust the, I don't trust it. Like no one, that's not even a thing. Making that happen didn't just happen. Apple spent expertise, time, resources to make it happen. And Apple is correct. Spotify apparently wants to benefit from that while not having to contribute to the ecosystem that provides for it. And that is true. But at the same time, Spotify has this 30% tax that it has to pay. It is an interesting aspect of Apple's walled garden. It is an interesting aspect of Apple's entire ecosystem, Gene. And I don't know what the solution is. I would say that Spotify right now is banking on European regulators basically forcing Apple to not charge competitors the 30% when they're competing with them. That, 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 that's my guess at this point. I suppose Apple can compromise and say 15% the first year. 10% each additional year, but then every developer who has to pay 30% yep. is going to complain. Yep. So Apple has to treat everybody equally. Spotify, therefore, is asking for special treatment. They are. And this is exacerbated, Gene, by the fact that Spotify's business model doesn't earn money. Like Spotify loses money on every customer and then they want to make it up in volume. And, you know, and so, like, to a certain extent, one could also say that Spotify has this losing business model and is just looking for scapegoats. That's a valid argument to be made too. And it's interesting to see Apple strike back in this public and specific and aggressive way. And it's also interesting to see Spotify taking its, uh, its fight to uh, the court of public opinion. And like I say, we know that Spotify is taking its 
arguments to European regulators. U.S. regulators in general don't really care. They're not interested in this particular fight. So uh, Europe is probably and, – and Spotify is based in Europe. That's, that's actually part of the issue. So I, I don't know where it's going to go. I do know that everything that Apple said was true, but it's not the whole story. Apple did not negate the fact that it does not have this 30% advantage over Spotify. Well, we'll see how this one plays out. Whether the European regulators have time to figure this out. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. At least 50 people are known dead and more than 30 others remain hospitalized after a gunman opened fire on worshippers on two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. The suspect, a 28-year-old self-proclaimed white supremacist from Australia, live-streamed the shooting on Facebook and other sites. He also posted a rambling 74-page manifesto declaring his attacks were to avenge attacks in Europe by Muslims. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Rhetoric of racism, division, extremism has no place, not only in New Zealand, but I would say in a society as a whole. President Trump issued his first veto. It came on a measure blocking his emergency declaration at the southern border. Democrats plan to hold a vote March 26th to override the veto, but the measure is unlikely to get the two-thirds majority needed. This is USA Radio News. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290 Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739 800-610-5739 That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details.
Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no-obligation quote. 1-800-919-5435. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-919-5435. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-919-5435. 1-800-919-5435. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. I'm checking off the boxes here as we go along, you know, as we go along to many thousands and millions of topics here. I have a topic for you. Give me one. Do you remember how long have you been doing this, Gene? How long have you been doing the Tech Night Owl? Since 2002. 2002. So, and we've been publishing the Mac Observer since 1998, the end of 1998. And we just recently celebrated our 20th anniversary, as a matter of fact. And uh, my point is, do you remember back in the day when, you know, a big part of our job was to find something, anything that someone, anyone said about Apple? That was part of our skill set was being able to find news about Apple. And, you know, and here we are all these years later. And despite Apple having a ridiculously small product line compared to a company, you know, even a hundredth of its size, there is no shortage of Apple news these days. Well, of course, they're also busy here with Apple saying it's going to go out of business because iPhone sales are down. Oh, my God. It doesn't work anymore. Uh, it's been about a year and a half since we had an entry into the Apple death nail counter where someone specifically said that Apple was going to die. Very few people say that anymore, Gene, but but people certainly do talk about, you know, how the end of the iPhone or the iPhone killer or, you know, iPhones, the iPhone era is over, things like that. But few people actually have the gumption to predict Apple's actual downfall. Maybe they predict a long, slow death. I was looking at something here just hit me because mm-hmm. there's so much debate about voting systems alleged voter fraud. And we all know about this thing in North Carolina where there was voter fraud and they have to redo an election, a congressional election. Yeah. Article here from your associate editor, Andrew Orr, who's been on the show, DARPA builds open source voting system. Oh, that's good, right? Tell me more. Well, so DARPA is the defense. What does DARPA stand for? Let's get the actual, like, you know, it's got its own, it has its own uh, uh, meaning, essentially. Oh, it's the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Like, the internet started off as a DARPA project. A lot of self-driving cars started off 
with DARPA funding. You know, DARPA funds a lot of research, a lot of R&D projects, uh, a lot of real speculative things. Uh, so the idea here is that they're building a $10 million open source voting system to ensure that elections can't be manipulated. And that's all via Motherboard Magazine. Uh, so it would essentially be open source voting. And I love this idea. I do not like the idea of proprietary voting systems, proprietary voting machines, because if it's proprietary, that means that part or all of it can be secret. And that means that we can't keep an eye on exactly what it's, what, what's going on. So I, I greet this news with open arms. I hope that something comes out of it and that it will lead to open source voting machines that are poured over by a large community of uh, developers and, and, and hackers and, and experts uh, so that we truly can have a system that we can have confidence in and that it's used everywhere in the world or other places in the world at the very least. That'd be great. Okay. Just interesting here. It's a software platform, which means it could conceivably work on existing voting machines? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I would imagine that would depend in great part on what those voting machines have, you know, like, you know, exactly what their specs are and that sort of thing. But it could certainly be adopted by multiple vendors. So you would at least have competition on the hardware side. And, and, and that's a good thing. But having the software be fully vetted by the open source world, that to me is a good thing. Potentially a good thing at the very least. But in other ways, it'd be like Windows, where you have a single software platform, in this case, open source, that's available to be licensed by any company building a voting machine. Well, if it's truly open, open source, yeah, I wouldn't really i don't even know if it'd be licensed i would imagine what they would do is they would they would make the license such that it could be used as long as it's not altered and or that it as long as it meets a certain certain set of criteria there are a variety of licensing models already out there that would that would make that make this sort of thing actually work and 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 be safe open source voting platform i'd say the way the politicians work in this country it may be adopted overseas but i think in the united states write this down okay and you could say i lost the bet one dollar i'll bet one dollar just as they did in the movie trading places remember that don amici and ralph bellamy one dollar that it will never turn up in any voting machine in the u.s in my lifetime, perhaps your lifetime. Uh, Overseas, I maybe. I will, I will take that bet, and I, I call it a sucker's bet. I think it would be adopted by um, a variety of, of states, especially if it'll save the money, but especially if it's safe, safe and secure. Well, I'd be happy if it does. Open source, voting machine software. But you have to get a copy of your vote. It's got to be easy for you to know when you place a yeah, vote. Yeah, we need paper trail. Who are you voting for? Have a paper trail. But you see, the paper trail can be altered. Sure. In other words, what I'm saying is the paper trail shows you voted for Mr. Jones for Congress. But the machine says you voted for Mr. Smith. 
Well, that's why you have the paper trail. So that but the paper trail, of, how do you know the paper trail reflects accurately what you selected on the screen? Theoretically, you would check over it before you turn it on. Okay, but it doesn't stop the machine from picking something else and not including it on. But that's the point of the paper trail. And so the paper trail can be the paper trail can be compared to what the electronic system said. That's the entire point. All right, we have the bet. I'd be happy yeah, to bet. lose. A this dollar. is a bet I'd like to lose. You know, you'll win it if this if this ends up not resulting in a shipping system. If it results in a shipping system, right? If if a fully open source voting system ships out of this project. I, you'll lose the bet because it'll be adopted in the states, at least some states. Happy to see it. Now, there's an interesting piece written by another author at Mac Observer, and that is, let's raise it, choosing the Mac Mini over the iMac. Mm-hmm. Other than having something where you can buy your own display, why would you do it? Well, um, so Charlotte Henry uh, went back and forth um, over what kind of new Mac to get. I guess she's working on like a, uh, she has been working on a 2010 MacBook Pro. And it was certainly on its last legs. And it's astounding that it worked as long as it did. And by the way, I might add that when she bought, she ended up buying a Mac mini, but to sort of cut to to the chase, Apple ended up giving her 121 uh, pounds towards her nine-year-old MacBook Pro, which is just astounding. It's fantastic. But so she was debating whether or not to get an iMac or uh, a Mac Mini. And I went on one of my trademark rants about paying brand new prices for two-year-old technology and, and saying how cranky I was about that, even while also saying that the reality is when you need a new Mac, you should just get a new Mac, uh, you know, wh- where you have the, the flexibility to be cranky and whiny about things like I am is when the Mac you have works fine. You just want a new one. You don't have to have it yet. So she went back and forth about, I, I think it was Kelly that actually suggested to her that she consider the Mac Mini. Okay, let's break it here, and we'll explain this in our next segment. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. I've probably noticed in the past five years that my eyes have gained a lot of fine lines, wrinkles, my crow's feet have gotten deeper. Wow. I was hoping for five years, but that's like what my eyes looked like 10 years ago. That is really cool. Wrinkle gone? <laughs> it's easy. You just put it on your finger and go. Now I wish I had more down here because I can still see one wrinkle. It's bugging me. I am a little bit emotional. I Turning 40, I didn't think would be a big deal to me, but that looks like the me that I feel like inside instead of what, um, what I see when I look in the mirror. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. It's time to start drinking Tahibo tea. Tahibo tea comes from the inner bark of the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. The Tahibo tree never gets sick, never gets infected, and never gets infested. As a result, it contains antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. Tahibo tea can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening condition due to infection, diabetes, or cancer. Every week, someone calls in with the story of another miraculous recovery. Order your Tahibo tea now for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping. One pound makes 300 servings, which is only 12 cents per cup. Call today, 818-883-7222. Again, 818-883-7222 or buy online at drinksupertea.com. That's drinksupertea.com. All orders ship the same day. Call now, 818-883-7222 or buy online at drinksupertea.com. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Brian Chaffin is explaining the back and forth over someone selecting an iMac or a Mac mini, especially now that we have a new Mac mini. Go ahead. Well, and that's it. That's it right there. So Kelly uh, Gumont in the, in suggesting that she consider the, the Mac mini. Dave Hamilton also encouraged her to get the, the the Mac Mini. And so she ended up choosing that because the Mac Mini is relatively new technology. It was just shipped, uh, announced and shipped uh, in the fall of 2018. 
And uh, she realized that she could get a good quality 4K display and a Mac Mini for less than it would cost to buy 2017 technology with a 5K display on an iMac. She probably made the, the, the absolute best decision for her. Personally, I'm going to wait for another iMac and maybe even wait for the iMac Pro to be updated and may even wait for the Mac Pro to be updated. But, you know, th- these are subjective choices for all of us. Well, I kind of think here, as you do, that the WWDC in June will answer a lot of our questions. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. How many years in we have the Apple Watch now? And you're the watch expert here. Let's see. Uh, so it's the Apple Watch 4. So we've had it for four years, right? Four years into the Apple Watch. Apple doesn't release sales, but supposedly the number one smart watch in the world. Number one what? With a bullet. Number one. Number one. Okay. Number one smartwatch in the world. Watch. Watch. The number one watch in the world, too. Yeah. Okay. So look at where it came. This is the product, by the way, that they said it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. I see people in convenience stores with an Apple Watch. And I wonder, wait a minute, you're getting a little above minimum wage. You're talking about a product that's $3.99 or $4.99 or something. How do you pay for it? Do you get it as a gift? Or do you get last year's model? Or you get last year's model, which you save $100. Mm -hmm. Even then, I mean, it's almost a week's salary. That's true. That's true. I I don't think I have any answers there. I don't know how they're doing it. But consider this. Apple has this special, special reputation. And that's what does it. This product is the in thing. You're going to be in the in crowd. But it also works. It's a really good device. I don't think Apple Watch succeeded because of Apple's name. I think it, it succeeded because of Apple's expertise and skills. Well, certainly the emphasis on health is very important. I think that was a factor in the fact that maybe it took a little while before Apple found its direction. They tried to sell it as a piece of jewelry. And it ended up, though, no, that's not a piece of jewelry. Well, you know, Jane, I I would argue that that was a necessary step in the process. Okay, for instance, do you remember the the gold Apple Watch Edition? Right, $10,000. Yes, all four people bought it. Exactly. That wasn't its point. The Apple Watch Edition did not exist to be sold. It existed to set the terms of perception. And from that standpoint, Apple Watch Edition was fabulously successful. Not commercially, but philosophically. It set the terms of perception that this is not just nerdware. That this is that the Apple Watch is not just a wearable computer. The Apple Watch is instead a fashion choice. It's a fashion statement. It's something that can look good on your wrist. It's something that you can spend a lot of money on, right? And and from that standpoint, I call Apple Watch Edition successful. And I think that those who do think about it, I take that utterly for granted, and and don't think about like how Apple was suddenly able to compete with Apple Watch in terms of fashion and style 
where that was never part of the discussion for any of the wearable wrist-based computing devices, the Pebble, the, I don't know, there are a host of them. I can't even remember them now, right? Can't even remember now because they're all gone. It's interesting, man. It's really interesting to me. Of course, that particular watch had a finite lifetime in the sense that it had the first generation software. Apple never updated it. Yeah, I, I said at the time I did I the, there are people who the, for whom ten thousand dollars for a watch is nothing, and if a very fabulously wealthy person came up to me and said, "Should I have gotten the? Should I get this Apple Watch edition?" This I'm talking back four years ago when it was announced. I would say no because it's you know unlike the 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 twenty thousand dollar Patek Philippe or the forty thousand dollar Patek Philippe that you might buy that'll be worth. $50,000 or $60,000 in, in a few years, right? The Apple Watch edition is only going to go down in value because it, it won't be updatable. It, again, though, that wasn't its point. Its point was to set the terms of perception. Well, I'll tell you what. In my hands now, my greasy hands, no, it's on my wrist. In my greasy wrists, there is a Walmart watch that cost me twelve eighty eight. what, three or four years ago? I've replaced the battery twice, which at Walmart, done by that low-paid employee for less than $6. Mm -hmm. It still tells time mostly accurately. It's a, it's a, it's a battery-driven quartz watch? See? I mean, this should tell time precisely. I mean, it's very accurate. Your cheapest quartz watch on the planet is, is is more accurate than the most expensive mechanical watch. Well, this seems to be a little bit off, so there's some issue going on there. It is, is it a digital watch or a quartz watch? Let's see what it says. Well, does it have a does it have a ticking? Does it have hands or? Does it's it, quartz. It's a quartz watch. It can take what ten feet submersion or something like that. It's dunk proof to a limited degree. Yeah, it should still be accurate. Quartz watches are just their very nature. This the science of quartz watches is it, it's they're, they it should still be accurate. If it's not, then you probably have a have a defective watch. After all these years, it's so it's accurate enough that it doesn't really matter. You know, it's cheap. It's cheap to upkeep. I don't have to worry about some feature being obsolete or software update, or having to mate with a smartphone. I just put it on and go about my business. I understand I'm missing out on all those great features. At my advanced age, an ECG would be nice. Maybe some fall. rich relative will get me a gift. for the Fall holiday. protection. That's what you need, Gene. You need fall protection. Fall um, alerts, I should say. I'm falling and I can't get up. Exactly. Brian Chaffin, please tell our listeners, before they fall asleep, I'm kidding, before they fall on the floor, where can we find more of your stuff? I am the editor-in-chief of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. I'm also the host of the Apple Context Machine, a weekly podcast about Apple, which you can find at on iTunes, and you can also find it at MacObserver.com. It covers a lot. You can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl. Look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook, the guy with the plaid shirt. That shirt never disappears. Still have that shirt, by the way. Haven't worn it in a few years. And, you know, I might do this. I did this a long time ago. 
where I took a picture of myself in 1965 and then 1975 so you could see the difference. Now maybe I'll take a picture from, what, 1995, and you'll see what I look like in 2019 and start screaming. Best way to support the Tech Night Out Live, seriously. <laughs> you see, I'm just laying that drop. The best way to support the Tech Night Out Live is to become a member of Tech Night Out Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com for more information, plus.technightowl.com for prices beginning at just $1.49 a week. You can download a version of this show free of the network ads with better quality audio. It can't be that. And you can get a monthly subscription, annual, five years, or lifetime. And we're now in the fifth year of this service. So it's going to be around for a while. Some people think I have a picture in the closet getting older. Plus.technightowl.com. Brian Chaffin, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.